of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. This is Big Geek Kumar. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Good. We're almost approaching a new year. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, for some people right now, you're watching this live, it's not. Depends on where you are. (laughs) You know, it's like I realized it was like what what, that it was on New Year's Day, and I'm like, yo, maybe we should have done like a a, like a midnight, you know. I was kidding, but but maybe for someone watching this, it is it is a you know it is a a New Year thing, you know, you know. So happy New Year if it is for you guys. (laughs) Well, well, hopefully we got some international brothers out there who are watching, and so happy New Year to you. As I mean, like. Well, if you're watching us on uh, like past midnight, I'm maybe questioning like how like you had your night planned out. But nonetheless, I appreciate. Well, yo, it's COVID time, guys. So (laughs) not many people can really do much anyway. Don't don't don't, hey you know you you go watch a live stream of of, a ball drop and then you switch over to the Geeky Bros podcast. Yeah, man. Good night. All right. Well, Umar. Tell us what's on the agenda for today. We uh we missed uh well we technically didn't miss last week's podcast. Oh, actually no, we did because we Christmas. definitely did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, but, it's but been a while since we were like on camera in this format because we the last one we did was a uh, in the car reaction from the Spider Man movie, which was dope by the way. If you haven't checked dope. out that video of our uh, reaction and our review, then be sure to do so. Well, uh, okay, so uh, on our agenda for today is that we are doing a touch base with tactics. Uh, he apparently learned something recently, and we're going to share that information. Darcy does not know about it, so <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to seeing his reaction. Next up after that, we're going to be doing, we're going to be, so I brought it up in our, uh, like, car show regarding, our, like, our review of Spider-Man Home, uh, No Way Home, uh, about the fridged woman. And Darcy and Tactics were like, yo, what's that? And I, so I sent them a link, and we're actually going to discuss this uh, movie, TV, and comic book trope. And uh, like, see what the geeky bros think about this. Then we'll be discussing the Hawkeye series, because it is finished now, and uh, we're going to review... I think we like stopped like halfway through the uh, the series before like everything happened, so we're going to review that. And also then rank our MCU TV shows uh, from like f- most favorite to least favorite. And then we'll, we'll end off on the Batman trailer three reactions. Uh, I ended up buckling under and watching it. So of course you did. Yeah. 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 So uh, for our uh, viewers and listeners who are going to be listening or uh, watching after our live uh, event, you can go in our descriptions and there are going to be timestamps for each of this discussion topics. So let's say, for example, you're not interested in hearing about the fridge woman, but you want to hear what we think about the Batman three trailer, go to the description, click the, click the uh, timestamp. I'll take you right to it. So, all right. First topic T I think you need to enlighten Darcy and our, and our, uh, and our viewers. What did you just uh, learn the other day? Like this is a setup. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's not, it's nothing like that. But it's like, um, so I, I've been uh, frequenting uh, TikTok quite a bit now, and uh, every now and then I, I stumble upon some really interesting comic book related um, stuff, right? Or like people like that are just talking about comic book stuff in general. A lot of spoilers about Spider Man, but it's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, I, I came across one guy's page where he was talking about um, 
he was he was doing basically a skit where he was uh having a a conversation with the movie version of wolverine um as the comic book version of wolverine so it's comic book version talking to movie version of wolverine and so they're going back and forth in their banter and like he's basically trying to highlight the uh the differences um and the similarities and um he he gets he's like listing all of these things. It's like, oh, okay, that didn't quite happen in my where I'm from in my universe, blah blah blah. And then he gets to the relationship with Jean Grey. And I'm kind of listening to this in the background, not really paying much attention to it. And then he's just like, Oh yeah, Jean Grey, me, uh uh me, Cyclops, and you, we uh we all live on the moon. We and we basically are in a relationship together. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And yeah, so apparently <laughs> they're in a polyamorous relationship and they fucking just live on the moon. And I, I did a deep dive into this a little bit further. And apparently, so it's like they live on the moon in this in on this island or some shit where it's like they have a bunch of rooms and it's like Scott Summers brother, some other people on one end of the room. And then on the other end of the room, it's. Cyclops's room, Jean Grey's room, and then Wolverine's room, but they're all their their rooms are all conjoined. <laughs> and there's like no doors there. So there's like heavy implications that they're just they're just like knocking boots like all the day all damn night, right? And I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then I thought it was just like, you know, they're tag teaming, taking turns with Jean Grey. But I come to find out that, you know, him and, you know, Cyclops and Wolverine be getting busy along with Jean Grey. Like, even if Jean Grey's not in the picture, like, you know, they're just kind of like, yo, what up, bub? And, <laughs> <laughs> and just, and again, yo, no judgment, bro. Like, no judgment at all. Like, I mean, it just goes to show how progressive comic books have come over the years. And hey, man, you know, hey, I'm all for it. You know, it just kind of caught me off guard when I was listening. I, I paid close attention after that came into my ears. And I was like, what? What is happening? And just the fact that they this is all taking place on the moon, right? But, like that was like the one of the weirdest parts for me. But I guess, it, you know, it ain't no fun unless the homies get some or it ain't no fun if the homies aren't getting some too, you know? Ain't no fun if the homie ain't the one you're getting, getting some with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess uh, there's always been tension between Wolverine and, and, and Cyclops. I wonder um, why. Yeah, you know, sometimes that tension could build into all kinds of new things. But, uh, sorry, who's on the other side of this station on the moon? Uh, it's, his it's basically, okay, so like, essentially, it's the entire Scott family like it's got his brothers in there his like his son from the future his daughter from a different alt timeline it's basically like a family unit and then wolverine <laughs> has a conjoined like room with Jean gray in the middle and cyclops on the other end wow yeah and and they're just telling everybody, you know, well, it's 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 the command center, so you know, you need to be able to make decisions quickly. <laughs> so you making certain kinds of decisions maybe quicker than others, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that is uh, unexpected. You know, do you, do you, the that, I, that I sent you, which one? The official one from like the actual like, comic. 
Oh, the no, one with, I don't... Head, like, with the arms on, on both of them. You mean this oh. is the official comic picture? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, no. This, this, <laughs> I'm this kidding. Is a, this I'm... Is a, yeah. This looks like this looks like a fan. Drew this. Yeah, I'm like, that, I'm like, that, I'm, like they're doing a good job, but then they, they still got they got work to do to get to the, to the comic level, you know? <laughs> I, I, so like, Pim calls me last night, and we like that's yeah, the comic. So, yeah, the one in the far the bottom right. That's the official comic. Look at where. Cyclops's hand is man. Yo, that's mad close to his dick. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait, the, the the hands are on the, on her shoulders, and the nah, other one, bro, look at no, Cyclops's look at hand, Cyclops's bro. hand, man. It's on. It's by his left ear. Nah, bro, right no, here, Cyclops's <laughs> hand, man. Oh, oh, oh! I'm looking at the picture on the left. I didn't even look on the pictures on the right yet. <laughs> yeah, he, no, he, 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 he's all up on the washboard. That there. little blue speckle—that's his hand, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's. Yeah. And, and note like, the beers, bro. They're ready for a good time, man. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, one thing that that I like, I'm. It's weirding me up more than anything. Okay, the fact that they're like in a thruple—that's not the most surprising thing in the world. The thing that's like that's weird is like, and it's not even just the moon part. It's like, why is the whole family there? <laughs> 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 like, that's the thing that's really throwing me. Because like, let's just say there's a mission and they had to go on the moon, right? And before the moon, there was always tension and stuff like that. And they're on the moon for like, say, three years. Yo, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if we had to move for a, a, for a while, we at least got to share because we like, like, like you literally at some point Scott would be like, "Yo, I can't deal with I can't deal with the pent up anger this guy has." Like, I'm gonna need you to go in and solve this problem. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, why is the family there? And like, why it's their home? It's their home base. It's just. Okay, I mean, <laughs> it's just Yo, like... if 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 the leaders of the family, like the head of the family, is in a thruple. I'm I'm a keep I'm a keep it 100 right now. Okay, uh, tax put up all of, all of us up on the screen for a second. Okay, so like it's already hard enough when you in a yes. regular relationship. <laughs> And live with family, okay? And I'm speaking as an experience. So to be in a thruple with, with the family yeah. there, that that's like like you know, like it's weird enough just to even be on a date, like like a regular before Netflix regular movie and chill date, like non not not even consensual is a word to you, just like. Chilling, eating popcorn. It could be weird enough with family in the house, just on a regular, no sex date. And there's six people up in that house, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't bring my my family to a thruple moon party. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that that's is where they live, yo. It has to go and live together. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just, it's just. I just feel like if you have the resources to go to the moon, then just get your own place, man. Like, what the? Why are you sharing with other people if you're gonna have a relationship like that? It's That's a big house. That's all I'm saying, yo. Okay, yo, hold up, hold up. If like, if you, I, I don't know how to ask this, so I'll just, I'll just like be like, I'm not like try to put like metaphors on this. If we had Wayne Manor's house and like you were in a throuple, and also you were taking care of your like your your dad, and also like you know, or uh, like. Your, uh, like your cousin or something like that. Like, let's say, like, like you have Wait, enough room. It's for that everybody. big. It's like Wayne Manor. Yeah, it's level. Huge. Oh, okay. I'm. I, I was. You know, I was thinking of like uh, 
What's that like movie that like a dorm? <laughs> you thought it was a dorm? But, but yeah, like I was thinking of like every time I think of like space and moon, I I always go back to the Matt Damon movie where he ended up being by himself and he and it was like him oh, like, oh Mark. yeah the, the hack yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking like you know so a couple of domes and and some like hallways between these domes. So I'm thinking like there's like a couple of do- three domes on one side, and three domes on the other side, and like a mess hall in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and literally it's just like you get up for breakfast and these three come out wearing towels like it's just, <laughs> it's just like that's close but i mean mansion level okay okay well i wouldn't call it a, it's 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 supposed to be like a very uh spacious um uh, like location yeah i would need some space just because i'm listening to wolf <laughs> rain in the middle of the night <laughs> i mean yeah all right yeah. i can send you a picture yeah but like still it's um yeah this anyway. is unexpected this is unexpected yeah. altogether <laughs> yeah that it just caught me off guard i was like wow you know yeah. the funny thing is this is like two years old information yeah and i i, I just found out about it a couple of days ago i can tell why it's not a high selling issue <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stretch of imagination here that i don't think most people were going into the comic books looking for <laughs> like like i have no problem with like someone finding a way to like tell something in the story maybe something that makes sense i get like trying to be progressive and all that stuff as long as it serves the story and makes sense and stuff like that but it feels like there's just stuff here that's like what why do we why do we have to imply this stuff (laughs) well actually so it it is purely implication there's no something there's like nothing let's put it this way my cousin was the one like yo dude you pick up on that? I was like, pick up on one. He's like, Cyclops, Wolverine, and the Jean Grey. I was like, what? And he was like, yo, man, just like you read the glossary, read about the summer house on the moon. And I like, I, I read it. And I was like, there no, there no uh, walls on on in those doors. Uh, and uh, and then uh, then I saw that image, and I was like. I can just imagine like Wolverine, like just chilling, reading a book in his room, and then hearing some action going on in the next room. And he's like, "Oh, I guess that's my cue." <laughs> y'all starting without me? How dare you? Oh, I thought we were friends, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, um, just I don't know. Right, well, on that note, moving on. <laughs> So, uh, our next topic for today is something that we uh, briefly discussed uh, in the car uh, last week when we watched, or the week before when we when we did our review for Spider-Man No Way Home, and it particularly came up in discussion because I was talking about, I'm going to try to do this without crying, but like Aunt May and the brilliant Marissa Tomei, and beautiful, and you know, all around just Marissa. Attack this, put up the walls. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um we I was praising uh the movie for not making Aunt May's death into ooh, okay, so ooh, ooh. Spoiler warning for those people who haven't watched uh No Way Home. <laughs> A little late for me to say that now. I apologize for anyone who hasn't seen it and is watching this. Probably skip to the next 
part. <laughs> we, we, we go and talk a little bit more about what happened in No Way Home. Bro, the only way to avoid spoilers is if they don't have internet at this point. No, man. There's like I, I've actually talked to some people who are like, man, I'm, I'm just not jacked into the same stuff as you are. I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, no. It, a lot of this stuff is algorithmic based, and so why are you focused on me right now? <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 great like that. Um, but like, <laughs> the the thing is, is is it's just uh, like I even like do, do watch a lot of comic book stuff, but I know when a movie's coming up, I Yo, make, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I make sure to um, uh, like start searching other things. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I start searching other things in advance so that my so that YouTube and other stuff yeah. start thinking like, oh, you're not interested in this right now. And it's like, great, all the Spider-Man stuff goes the other way. And like on like TikTok and all that stuff, I'm like, it's like I'm like tricking it to like thinking I, I'm not interested in comic books anymore, just so that I don't see anybody re- anyone's recommendations besides like the top level channels I subscribe to it. I don't get like g- general stuff. So FYI, that is a trick. But uh, Umar, that would mean you'd have to pick up a whole other hobby for the for the movie comes around. Yeah, like all my hobbies kind of like go back to this. So anyway, uh, spoiler warning again. In Spider-Man No Way Home. Aunt May, unfortunately, is killed. However, I was saying that I found that her death was both very effective, very well done, uh, very well done, because I definitely cry each time I watch it, but it wasn't a, a, a fridged woman trope. And uh, I actually found out that she had her own agency, because like, like, she like straight up pulled out a rebar and was like yo goblin i'm gonna fuck you up if you touch my nutty <clears throat> she didn't actually say that but i'm just saying that like that's how it, that's how her body language was when she grabbed the rebar now t- for those of you who are unaware of the fridged uh woman it is a well originally it was from a comic book uh it was uh coined after the death of <clears throat> um alexandra someone I think Alexander DeWitt, uh, was she was a, a girlfriend of a Green Lantern, uh, and she was brutally murdered and stuffed in a refrigerator for the Green Lantern to come in and basically find her that way and be like really upset and like you know that was a way to kind of uh, advance the plot or change the direction of the plot or basically as a plot device what became yeah that uh, what became what people started to realize after this i think this comic came out in the 90s is that uh this has actually been done in films and tv series and other comic books and has subsequently been continued to be used And it has predominantly been about women who are brutally murdered for the sake of the plot or for the sake of uh, the character or a male character. These women are one-dimensional descriptive people, girlfriend, mother, sister, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of the times this is like their deaths include sexual violence. So this is a heavily criticized uh, trope that i think john, uh, and like uh, the video i sent uh darcy and tactics john the john wick series it was described in this video by the by the take uh on youtube 
that the John Wick series effectively made the dog to be the fridged woman. They made a dog more compelling than a dead wife. And if a dog, if the death of a dog can essentially do the same thing as a fridged woman, then I think the fridged woman is something that kind of needs to stop happening and kind of should be removed and kind of put in a new plot device. Let's, let's start killing a lot more dogs now. Let's get some <laughs> dogs and like, okay, actually don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I went down the wrong track on that front. But nonetheless, so uh, the trope is heavily criticized and is, I would say, I would consider it to be lazy writing. So Aunt May didn't go down that, that, like that. She was a fully functional, three-dimensional character who we all loved and adored, and she went out like a boss. I wanted to ask what you guys have to think about this trope in general, now that you are aware of it. And uh, T, let me start with you. You look very pensive. I don't know if I agree with the whole John Wick thing because the dog, I I didn't see it the way that that you described it just now about how the dog had more significance than his dead wife. The dog represented, the dog was a gift from his dead wife and it was a it was a symbolism of their love, and it was the last bit of <clears throat> his wife that he had left. And then when that was stripped away, that's what created the impact for him and mo- the drive and motivation for him to per- to go on that pursuit of avenging, aven- like uh, uh, it, it, that's what drove his motivation essentially, right? It wasn't the yeah. fact that the dog played more of a significant role than his wife. His wife wasn't murdered. She died of natural causes. And as a as a lasting gift, she sent him the dog, which he, in the, initially in the beginning, you te- you can tell he doesn't really, he doesn't really even know what to do with the dog. And then he kind of creates this bond and he realizes that that's symbolic, right? And then, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with, with that. <clears throat> I do agree that it's it's unne- it's not necessary for for the death of a woman um, as a motivational drive to be overly sexualized, but at the same time, I think like I put it like, and I'm I'm trying to use my words carefully because I know that this is a very touchy subject, and I don't want to come off as sexist. Um, we won't get. You, well, you guys won't, but <laughs> well, well, well for, first off, I'm, I'm just over here sweating, waiting for Peter to come after Umar. Or the, <laughs> prior comments, <laughs> you you think you you think the the LGBTQ cancel culture strong? <laughs> Wait till you find out what Peter joins into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think for me, like what would the alternative be if not to? kill off a loved one as a hero's motivational drive to push the story further. I guess it's more about like, not like, okay. So like, I do take your point that like in this scenario, sexual violence is, it's like kind of been removed Mm -hmm. from the trope. Mm -hmm. So like, I agree with that. Um, However, I would say that the problem is like, if you're just going to arbitrarily kill women specifically, that's what the, and also like not even develop them, just make them uh, people who are one dimensional individuals who are just like meant to be killed to advance the plot. Like 
if that if we're going to say that like let's kill a one-dimensional character to advance the plot then shouldn't it be like fridged people like like have men killed equally as much but nobody gives a fuck about men that's the thing i think this is part of the reason why this is such a big issue like like when a when a guy dies in the same scenario no one really gives a fuck let's be honest like no one cares as much it doesn't have the same kind of weight as it does and i and i don't mean i don't mean that to, to come off again i'm not trying to sound sexist or anything and i i i i do agree that there there maybe should be a balance but at the same time it's like okay let's look at uh gwen stacy for example right and her death in that movie right well is it is it the same scenario because she was a pivotal part of no of story she, i would say she, no to that one she's she's not a fridge woman because it's one the story doesn't continue after that point so it doesn't help uh it, it, <laughs> but, but she's but the a thing tragedy is, she she's at the end of a it's not a trilogy um it, mm -hmm. she, she she she's at the end of the story right and uh -huh. it's tragedy as, as umar says and the thing is and she's also well-developed character right uh -huh. and yes. Yes. having a well-developed character die um it, it is very opposite to like you start off a film you have a person that you don't you barely give anything um and usually like you know the wife or the partner let's just say you know that implies there's a certain level of like bond right mm -hmm. just, just a title alone would give mm -hmm. you a, a level of understanding of the bond and you go here's the <clears> wife <throat> i'm gonna give you three little scenes to show you hey they're, they're a couple right and that there was love there and mm -hmm. then boom we kill them right and so that would make her a fridge woman but having her go through this whole journey and all this love and all that stuff and really loving the character and then her dying it's it's as a different piece plus if we had if the, if we got an immediate next film and the immediate next film started off and everything was about how <clears throat> he's now stronger because of her death if that was the actual storyline that they started with then we could maybe talk about some kind of hybrid fridge woman thing because there was a lot of development in her so it's not truly fridge woman but they're using her as a means to make the man better it's like he can't unlock his full <clears throat> potential until the woman dies in his presence right okay so is the issue then <clears throat> that it's lazy writing in the sense that you don't build you don't build up the female character enough for that to hold more weight when you kill her off as opposed to just introducing her in a couple of scenes and establishing that she is the wife or the life partner of the hero and then she dies within the first five minutes and then that becomes a fridge woman is that what you guys are well, I, okay, so like, if we're going to improve on the fridge uh, tr woman trope, then yeah, like maybe go about that way. But also, like, we're, we're trying to like what I'm trying to say is like maybe ha like start writing it for different like maybe not not have it as women women all the time. Like you're saying, in, in your opinion, that men people don't care as much when men die, but like it doesn't necessarily have to be men who are dying. It could be children. Like, yo, like my son got like like a I don't know, like, okay, so like, uh, in a civil war, mm -hmm. uh, the woman, uh, uh, Alfie Werder cornered Tony Stark because her son died in, uh, in Sokovia. Mm -hmm. It was, <clears throat> all we saw was a picture of that dude, mm -hmm. but she changed Tony Stark's, like it, she kind of unlocked his uh, need for, for like, you know, redemption. Uh, on that front, which ultimately led to the main conflict in the series, in the in the film. Now, granted, 
we find out other things later, but like uh, that that's neither here nor there. But nonetheless, like you felt when she showed up, like she, the actress, gave weight to this completely off-screen character, and it was a son that died. And you're like, no, that that woman knows what it's like to lose somebody. Why can't men kind of show that kind of love for a brother, a, a father, a, an uncle? Like, yo, I'm we, just telling you this right now. Are, like, if, but are we, just talk, like, are we talking comic book movies or are we talking movies in general? I'm talking movies in general. Yeah, I just put down to media in general. Media? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do that so in you, comics as well. So, wait, are you, are you saying that there's, there's no movies where a guy is avenging the death of his son or his daughter or... Not as many. Okay, so then the issue is that there needs to just be more representation in that regard. Yeah, so which was why I was saying, like, if if we're not going to do away with the trope because it's such an easy thing to get the movie going or the like the series going or the comic book going or the book going, can like I'm saying maybe we should just start like maybe not kill women all the time and maybe just like make it a little bit more even because like look at Alias for example. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Alias? No, but I know the I'm, I'm familiar with the storyline. Yeah, so in the first episode her fiance gets killed and then like so technically speaking he is a fridged man mm-hmm. and i mean like he rarely came up uh much after that but at the same time like that would be one of the few examples where it was <clears throat> the trope was literally turned around on its side so so i don't think the issue is the trope then i think that it, like and uh, to what you guys are saying is that there just needs to be more representation in like in terms of because let, let, let's be honest, it's, it's like, especially we see it in comic book movies, it's more of a male dominant uh, movie industry in the sense of we see more male superhero figures than we do female fig- right. uh, superhero figures, right? Like um, there's, there's, you know, you have in just the MCU alone, you have Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and then, you know, you have um, um, Black Widow. Right, who just and finally Marvel. got, and Captain Marvel, who just got their movies, and then you have like in the DC, you have Wonder Woman. So it, it it's it's slowly. Wonder Woman, she lost her guy at the end. Remember? No, no, I no, I know. I'm just saying in terms of like uh, female representation. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, so I, I again, because I think the trope, regardless of the gender, I think it's still, it it still holds Useful. weight, and I think it's still important. I don't consider it lazy because. When I see stuff like that, like as a, a as a man, and I think we can kind of all agree with this across the board, right? Like if let's say we were it, like we were actually superheroes in real life, and a villain goes and kills your woman, right? That's going to be a motivational drive and enough for you to go and want to avenge her her death. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yes. You also like if a villain kills me, you you don't go and give it to. <clears throat> No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You had to go there, did you? <laughs> oh, I'm Lord. not saying that. But Fine. like, but as like as as a man, right? Like you know, like we we just have this instinctual, innate thing in us that we want to always make sure that our our woman is safe and secure. My my woman can probably bench more than me. She she's she's strong as fuck. But I still have that that need to to want to protect her you know what i mean like and that's just that that's just instilled in me so like when i see movies like that like that have that trope it kind of resonates with me like i again i don't think it needs to be overly sexualized where like the woman has to be brutally murdered and like raped 
just to get the drive the point across. You know what I mean? I think we can do without all of that shit, right? Yeah, like, um, like I I really love the fugitive, but even I felt the like the the killing of his wife was a little excessive. Just like mm -hmm. just to have her like get shot and then like dead like right yeah. away. Like they didn't have to like crush her skull and like beat her around the house and, yeah. and shit like that. But like, what about Jason Todd? Jason Todd was brutally beaten and then. Yeah. Okay. Not not not. not, not fringe, they also though. brought him back. Not, to life. not what? Not it's not fringe though. He was a well established character by the point in which he died. People didn't like him, but they, <laughs> but, but, but he wasn't unestablished because you would have to literally just show up at a couple panels at the beginning of the comic and then be killed for the purpose yeah, yeah, of it, right? He'd be like, yeah. "Oh, I have a new Robin. I don't have a new Robin, right?" No, no, like, no, no but I, mean, I, I, I just I, I mean in terms of the motivation, right? Because wasn't yeah. wasn't that part of Batman's motivation? Like like didn't he take that to heart when he when Robin was brutally murdered? Yeah, but like, but like, that doesn't count because a that's supposed to be like a tragedy. Yes, it's it's, and it was excessive, but also you can say what well, was done to Batgirl. Now, mm -hmm. granted, she like she didn't die, but also that was a little heavily. But then again, the Joker like beat Robin to death with a crowbar and then shot Barbara Gordon and stripped her naked to drive her father insane. Mm -hmm. it, like, all I'm saying is that <clears throat> it's uh the trope can be updated if we're going to keep it like fine if if it's if we're not going to do more clever ways of uh, of like motivating uh heroes to kind of go on their uh their dark journey then at least let's make it less like female focused what if it's like a, a lesbian superhero who's got a lesbian lover and they do the same trope okay well the, the fine but look hopefully she'll be a three-dimensional character who has agency in her death like um like but for what, what, okay but would the argument still be the same if that was the situation that's a partner situation so like i would say that that would be one of the like a rare situation but at the same partner? time like it relationship partner that's yeah like how, they... but how's that different then so i i, I want to jump in a little sorry I, I'm, i've been i have some some thoughts and i'm like holding them for for, for a while but i want, want to like hit on the point that you're 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 getting at tactics which is like the overall i don't think there's a problem with a person that is cared for dying and then that motivates the story for whoever is the hero or protagonist in a story right uh -huh. as i don't know what to call that because it's, it's not really the fridge woman it's a the trope of people dying uh -huh. and someone being motivated from it the portion of it that gets really like sexist is where it's you just use women like <clears throat> heterosexual uh female partners repeatedly mm -hmm. and and it's the vast majority of those stories and they're used with like no agency no purpose and it's just like get the woman in kill the woman and great now we can tell the story about about, about the the men and so overall like it's 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 not that it's the trope of the person dying that's the problem it's the choosing of the character. It's similar to like, we're going to choose, um, we're going to have a, a trope where like, I'm trying to think of a scenario where this is applicable in my head, but like, I don't know, like when black people always use the same way in a, in a scary movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's yeah. like, it's just like, it's not a problem that they're, that the role that the black person plays is necessarily not a role you shouldn't have in horror films. It's just, why do you always choose black people to play that same role? Mm -hmm. Right? Like <clears throat> that's really the problem. It's like, why are you always choosing the woman to, to play that role? 
but I have a, 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 a underlying feeling to this fridge women trope that 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 as I've watched it and thought about it and listened to you guys talk, it's, it's bugging me. Is I feel like there's a lot of toxic masculinity baked into the core of the decision making around it. Absolutely. So, so like the Punisher, you know, whole family dies, right, and brutally, right, and that's I wouldn't change it at all, right? Um, yeah. John Wick, the dog dies, wouldn't change it at all. But when you do have this, like, I feel like there's this thing where, like, men, you know, it's the, like, men struggle to be vulnerable and they need to immediately react to vulnerability with, like, an a firm reaction, and a firm, like, action to say, like, you know, masculine response to it, right? And so you end up writing this story that's like, here's, uh, oh, a moment, it's really emotional, that you know men can can relate to that something internally going on that but we can't exhibit that so the rest of this is going to be dedicated to exerting it externally through through violence right um and i'm not saying that like those stories shouldn't exist because obviously they should to, to some degree now when right? you say violence you mean like avenging the death avenging, of a loved yeah, one? yeah okay. yeah yeah <clears throat> but it's like just using the woman to you know show the the depth of men's actual emotions, but then only portraying it from a from a from a masculine, fun kind of way, like uh, desensitizing, like just violence, yeah, and not even showing the depth of like the emotional pain throughout the story. Some do, and those movies are are, are doing a good job with it, right? <clears throat> it's just that there's a, there's too much garbage in there at the same time. There are plenty of fine stories that would have a woman die and the man avenges her right and his partner and i'm not gonna say like like the percentage i don't know but there's got to be a good majority of those that are just crap right i i would say about 90 percent of them are probably yeah. like just these like useless women that were in no way given other thing other than like a borderline property of the male you think it's that high yes i don't know yeah, I don't know because I can only think of like so many movies, but I definitely feel like there's a lot of like B, C, D level movies I don't give a crap about that are like lazy in every regard, and they would overly use this trope to like a giant degree, um, and that they would be a big contributor of it. Yeah, I just feel like at the core of it, um, you know, it's just something that just bothers me in the idea that you know you just you could do this with other people right you could have a story well this guy's brother died and he's gonna go avenge him this guy's buddy died and whether it's male or female it was just like a friend you know or a co-worker you know i want to say like um a I'll movie that's your best friend yeah <laughs> a movie that's doing a good job of like what about harder doing... they fall harder they fall that was in... that's interesting i was gonna oh. i was gonna bring up the equalizer for a second because i was like it's not like it's kind of this using strangers mm. in the yeah, same she, kind of she, she was brutalized. Ooh. Yes, she was. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. In the equalizer. I was thinking of the Home Depot scene when I said that. I just <laughs> forgot about the, I forgot about the main character. I was just thinking about protecting the people at Home Depot. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not wrong with it. No, I'll step I'll step, I'll back um, off the equalizer. <laughs> the harder they fall, um which part are you referring to? Like the beginning? Yeah. The beginning, his dad, his dad and his mom were murdered. And yes, that was but that's 
but yeah, true but that, that that was like parents and like just like with batman like batman like his origin wouldn't be considered a fridged woman situation no i know i'm well i'm giving an example of of ways that they do it outside of the the fridged woman there, yeah and yeah, and so like yeah. i think like what what we've we can all agree on like it is the easiest trope to kind of like get the movie started and if you don't want to like you like Okay, for example, in Hawkeye, which will be a nice segue for our, our next topic. Well, wait, hold on. Before we get into that, I just want to go back to my original question. What happens okay. if if it's a les if it's a lesbian partnership or relationship? Does it is this still oh, an issue? So, well, only if uh, you kill the female partner uh, in a way that we're saying is like a French woman, like. If she's going to be with uh, excess amount of like brutality for no reason, if it's a one-dimensional character, and also if it's like someone that's meant to like now, granted, it wouldn't be advancing the, the plot of a male, but like if you're going to still treat the lesbian lover or lesbian uh, spouse the same way as a fridged woman, yes, it's the same trope. It's just that like you know, it's instead of for a male, it's for a female. It's still a fridged woman. Like it's still violence towards women unnecessarily for literally no reason like when you can when you can write it better okay yeah so I, kind I, just, of... I, I just wanted to make sure that it was like there was still an even playing field and it wasn't just because the 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 man is like the the, the main focal superhero point I, I kind of feel like, like it, it is more of that though like you know it, like it, i feel like it technically like how to put this it's it's it, it could or it couldn't be depending on how they tell the rest of the story like if they brutalize the woman and the female who plays the hero basically replaces the man and there's nothing unique and different about the story i think we would watch it and go yeah that feels the same right that feels the same as any other stupid movie if what how if it, well if 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 the female like literally it could have been a man who be, who became the hero and like so who is what, the, what? He, I, I, that's where I'm. I, like I'm confused because like where does how do you draw the line between? It's not. It's not okay. So like the main problem is the fact that it's showing violence against women unnecessarily high and for no no and that also that I that I get. But in terms of the lead role now, like how is but, that? Uh, so now... like uh, so what Darcy I think is saying is that like yes the the main uh, the the main protagonist is a female in this situation, mm -hmm. but you're still treating it the same. Which is having toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity, or toxic views about women. You're just you're just like all you're doing is putting a woman in the protagonist role, but you're still doing everything the same. So you're saying so, that so, so you're saying that uh, like a violent act is a toxic is a toxic masculinity act. No, no, we're saying that the choice to brutalize the spouse of this uh a, a, like a same sex couple. The exact same way as a fridged woman is essentially going. It's essentially treating the same thing. It's still no, no, part I, of like, Yeah, I understand that part, but I'm talking about the avenge part. How is that? How does that? It, it, honestly, the avenging is immaterial. Meaning, meaning that it's it, that's that's almost irrelevant to the problem, because like their story goes, their story is going to continue, and it's it's a revenge story. Blah 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 blah. We're saying that you don't need a fridged woman trope the way it's been being done to advance the plot if you want to tell a revenge story with the death of a spouse where does the toxic fine. masculinity come into play in that in that regard because that is a systemic like 
that is a studio standard. So it's not toxic masculinity within the story itself. It's whoever's creating the story is projecting their toxic masculinity. Is that what you're saying? We're saying that that can be a factor, yes, of the fridge woman trope, yes. But then how does, how, what, what in, within the story, how, how is that classified as toxic masculinity? Where is the toxic masculinity coming from exactly? The male director? Yeah, from, from my no, perspective. No, no, but that's, okay, that's from an outside perspective. I'm talking about within the storyline because what Darcy was saying is that it has the potential of becoming toxic masculinity if you're now evoking violence as a result of what happened if a bunch of women. okay, so okay, so if a bunch of women, I mean, I could answer like, my own que the question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I, like in the story, I'm gonna have a hard time articulating this, but the the thing for me is that like, if the views and the way the story was written came from a male toxic perspective and the way that it felt like it was discarding of the woman for no re value and the, the the nuances of how it was done just felt like it was a male who has no care and value really for the female in that story there is a potential but it's i don't know how to like i'm not gonna be able to say like do this and this line <clears throat> and this specific thing but i feel like how do i put this when you have like a movie or a show of a particular culture and it's written and shown by somebody not of that culture and you can feel it's insensitive to it but then when you actually get people of that culture and there's nuances in the way that it's delivered that you're like this feels real and for people who are of the culture like yeah they got that and for other people they're like i don't know what's different about this but it feels different right and so i feel like when they when these men build up this thing and discard the woman it reminds me of like dudes i grew up with who just talk about like yeah i know you just gotta get her home and sleep with her you know like do this do this and it's all like that bravado shit and it's all built in bravado and if the story it could have all the same beats but if the story was delivered in a way that was it, it provided something new it provided something that felt valuable and that's hard to put down because it's very intangible what i'm saying mm -hmm. But I feel like the lesbian scenario or even the male scenario could be better. And there's some that do that. But too many of them just come from a place of bravado. It's so much about getting to the man's story. Just discard <laughs> this woman right away. Like, like, just do all this crap just to get to him. Right. And there's just no value in her. And... No, I, I, I totally understand it. Especially from if it's from a male perspective, in the sense that the the male is the hero, and that's the scenario. What so I'm believe, saying. So you believe that it uh, basically the 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 problem with the trope evaporates the moment a female lead is the one who's like going on the revenge. No, story? well that's what that well that's what I'm asking because if if the trope is still the same except the 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 female is the lead, and let's say for example it's it's highlighting the their their gay relationship and then that like maybe the, uh, one of the tropes is that like the, the the partner is killed as a result of that and now there it, it takes a spin in terms of it now being a, an avenge story from the lesbians perspective who, from the, the hero's perspective who is a female i like 
I don't understand where the masculine toxic toxicity I, comes I, from. I would say that it depends. I would say it depends on how this. Like, first of all, we need an example because, like, I don't think there is an example for us to actually bring up and be like, "Hey." No, but, no, but that's why I'm asking. I'm, not, I'm as a hypothetical. Hypothetically, if it's, if it's a it lesbian, would because because yeah. we're still focusing on a female character as the lead. It's a the only difference is that like the, the trope is still the same, except now it's a woman in the role that's still in, inflicting violence as a result of the fridge woman. But but the main problem with the fridge woman has less to do with the person who is like going forward for revenge. It's mostly about showcasing or like, constantly reinforcing that women are the one to be brutalized. No, I know, but you guys were saying you guys were talking about toxic masculinity. So I'm trying to differentiate what, what where that that it comes into play. Is it from the outside? If it is, if it is it outside of the story, and the toxic masculinity is actually being um, presented from the person that's writing the material, or it, it does it actually manifest within the story itself? Because if we're taking it from a male perspective, where the male is the hero. And the, the scenario is still the same where it's a fridge woman. And then now it's that male bravado, like Darcy was saying, where it's like, oh, I'm the male. I got to avenge my 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 slain wife kind of thing. Then, yeah, I can understand where the toxic masculinity comes into play. It's on some Vin Diesel type shit. But if it's the if it's a if it's the same trope, but it's from a, a lesbian perspective, then is it still the same? Like, is there still toxic masculinity and that same bravado? I would say that if that uh, and you're you're asking strictly speaking in the story. Yeah, within the story. Okay, um, it would depend on. Uh, I, I would say that it, in the story, it wouldn't be toxic masculinity. It would probably be all the thing developing the story. Like it, it would be, as you put it, the on the outside. But on the inside, it would be more about the fact that like it is like it it's a female who's doing everything. So technically speaking, she can't have, well, I, I, I don't know it well enough to say that it's uh, like she would, but like toxic masculinity created the story, but in the actual film, in this hypothetical film, she would not be portraying toxic masculinity while she's like killing everybody. She would just be, uh, it, it, again, it would have to be like, we would need an example, but like, in this hypothetical situation, she would not. She would be portraying toxic masculinity. She would just be an example of like, but it's a woman doing toxic masculinity. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely don't think that the this that her she could. I mean, maybe possible, but but li likely she's not presenting toxic masculinity. And I'm I'm the one who brought up the toxic. She would be representing it because yeah. it's like it would be like oh like continue like it's being continued on by a female led role. Yeah. But the thing I, I was getting at when yeah. I brought it up was that like a lot more probably towards where the production studio is coming yeah. from in that like I'm going to use this movie this is not related but I, the, the feeling I got from the female Ghostbusters film where it felt like it was just like slot the women in and it was like the, the, those roles just were like male roles like just from the trailer I was like those look like male roles with women in them and like there's no reason for this sto the story to exist and it feels like just some you know dumb executive saying like do this because this will sell right and so from my perspective of like you know is it possible that you know you could slot a woman into a toxic role it, the premise of not like so like the story 100 would do that but 
likely that someone could say like i want the film to be like this because this is going to sell do this do this and then it ends up being like there's nothing really different here that wouldn't have been the same if you had a man in that role and underlying i think we would feel that in the film we were like this doesn't feel like it's valuable it doesn't feel like it's adding anything to the lgbtq like experience um but if it was really truly written from from someone that experienced i think it we would have a different feeling again it's all it's all very gray though and it's very hard to like nail this down to like a legal letter and if we try to get there we're not going to get there the thing t it's it's hard to for us because the thing is we don't have an example to kind of like work off of i mean we can still talk about it hypothetically i mean the the, but the, the thing is all three of us have different ideas of what we're saying Okay, fair enough. I'll respect. Yeah, because because like, and that's perfectly fine. It's that like for me, like I would say that it's a a unique situation. Which I mean, if if we have a lesbian revenge film that has a fridged woman in it, that look, and all three of us have seen it, we could probably debate this a lot easier because we would actually be like interpreting certain things, and also we would know who wrote the story, and also what kind of like ramifications because the thing is like um kind of like darcy was saying if the person who wrote this hypothetical lesbian revenge uh film was someone was a guy who like barely like knows anything about the lgbtq uh, community and just kind of like wrote it exactly as a person who would write like a, a typical revenge film and just like put two women in there and had the uh the surviving woman uh, choose to take revenge against. Like, I mean, we need to. Also what if know... it was like the Wachowskis? Like they oh. have, they have the the perspective of both worlds, right? So it's like, what if they? True. What if they did it? If they like... would do it, like again, we would have to know how nuanced they make it. Like for, uh, like for example, in the first Matrix uh, trilogy, uh, Trinity wasn't exactly a very. Uh, prominent character she was a side character whose whole purpose was to activate neo slash the one into making him a more powerful version of himself each step that changed uh in in the in the latest one but like so like if if the wachowski chose to do a lesbian revenge film i would actually be interested to see what happens out of that and if they chose to include a fridged woman trope Again, I would be interested to see like what they did, and then we then we would have something to talk about. I feel like it's coming. I, I feel like we've progressed very slowly, but progressed nonetheless, right? So I think that it would. I think we'll eventually see that at some point. And uh, but my my original statement is that I feel that the fridge woman is an outdated trope that should be changed. We can have the death of uh, a spouse or uh, a partner or a uh, sibling child and we can have like people die to advance the plot but it doesn't need to be excessively brutal for the women specifically or have a lot of sexual violence uh, like specifically for women so death so death is okay as long as there's some development that makes us care more about the the character as opposed to just treating them as like a throwaway even though they're they're technically advancing the plot with their death but like the thing is like give them like they have no character like they're one dimensional make them three dimensional uh make their death a tragedy and also like let's we can like maybe like maybe have less sexual violence and maybe less uh like excessive brutality yeah okay that i agree with yeah yeah 
unless it was like a historical depiction of something that actually happened. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. The story is what the story is. But yeah. yeah, don't 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 just rely on killing a woman to get a story going. Find be do more than that. You know, yeah. like killing a woman in a very simplistic and and one dimensional way. Don't rely on it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, so uh, we are going to now be reviewing the Hawkeye TV series, uh, which uh, I think ended two weeks ago. No, mm-hmm. no, a week ago. So yeah. a week ago was the last episode, and we. All right, let me just uh, Darcy. I want to start with you. I want to first ask you what would you give the series out of ten, and then also give me like what your general thoughts about it were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be or tough for go, me. Or I can go no, 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 no. Yes. I'm just trying to okay. think. I, I feel like I feel like uh, my general rating is gonna be eight. And the thing is, is it's, it kind of feels like a seven and an eight for me at the same time. So like, I feel like overall, is it the most like, like surprising and well inventive story no no it's a very straightforward story we've seen the story before uh and other and other things what what really m- wins me over an extra point in this is is is, is, is um uh both kate and yelena <laughs> like just like yeah. they like they're I like everything. Okay, everything about the like original Hawkeye, the story, the fact that Punisher came in. Uh, not Punisher, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I was watching videos about the Punisher earlier, so that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, Kingpin uh, showed up, and like, there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of also average stuff, like that was like a good ride and nothing done bad. It was just you know typical, average. like yeah, average. Yeah, we've seen it before, right? By the numbers. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that, that's totally fine. But honestly, like, I need a show or movie uh, of Kate Bishop and Yelena. Like, they murked this. Like, like I thought, like, when I was watching this at first, I'm like, okay, it's, it's all right. But, you know, you know, Kate Bishop is like, I, I'm loving Haley in this character. I'm loving it. She's stealing the show every scene. And then Yelena comes in. I'm like, she stole the whole freaking thing. <laughs> like, uh, like I, like when she had the line where she's like, uh, uh, Kate's like, she's like, stop making me like you. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't help it. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's how we feel. <laughs> like as an audience, like stop making me like you so much. It's not even your show. Um, they, I, I think overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I'm glad to have seen it. I have no real complaints. You know, even by the numbers is good, especially at Christmas time. You know, I don't necessarily need to be like, you know, super dark or super anything like that. It was good for the for the time. They, they timed it perfectly. So I overall enjoyed it. I just really need to see Yelena and Kate Bishop duo in something because I think and it, it might need to be a series because I think that like we could do have a lot of emotional growth for Yelena while watching um, Kate Bishop grow into a superhero level um, through spending time with Yelena and like just going through the harder ringer of things um, and their energies off each other was like they that whole episode that whole like oh you're gonna have uh, it's so crazy you're gonna have like dinner with the enemy you know it's like her whole like everything oh i loved it so yeah for me it's like i, I give extra points just for, for 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 those two t same question uh rating out of 10 and thoughts on the whole series 
my gut reaction is seven point nine. Uh, I, I found okay. it to be. I found it to be fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. It didn't. It didn't have a lot of depth uh, in comparison to the other uh, previous Disney uh, shows, but it was enjoyable. It was, you know, it came around. It came out around Christmas time, so it was nice, lighthearted. And the fact that they gave us Kingpin, uh, which was an immediate setup for Daredevil in uh, No Way Home, uh, spoiler. And um, <laughs> I love how we're all spoiling. <laughs> spoiler after. Yeah. But um, by the way, call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it was just really interesting um, to watch. I I enjoyed it. I definitely want to see a spinoff of some sort with Yelena and Kate Bishop. Um, or get Bishop, as Elena says. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, Umar said that there, she's probably Elena is probably going to end up with the um, the Thunderbolts, which is which is kind of disappointing because I'd I'd love to see her as a young Avenger with the other. Um, they may switch it up. I'm hoping they do because uh, really and truly, we have I I I have no attachments to um, the 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 kids of Wanda at all. Why are you hating? Well, okay, because they were little kids and like I, they didn't do much. You know what I mean? Like I, I just they were there. That, that and that was pretty much it. Like I didn't get too attached to them. Um, the other dude, the the grandson from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, was only in like two episodes. Didn't do much either. So I'm not really. They haven't really grown on me yet, but obviously we saw Yelena in uh, Black Widow, and she stole it from me. Like I loved her from the moment she came on screen. So you got um, a bit of a crush on Florence. I, Pugh, I, huh? I'm not even gonna lie, I do. Like I legit do. Like the accent, everything, it, it, it's doing it for me, man. Oh, oh yeah, okay. one hundred percent. I gotta say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Kate Bishop is like. Girl next door, and Yelena's like the like the naughty girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh. like, like the bad girl. You know, like so. Her I love confidence, her uber oh, yeah. confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I certainty in her character is is yeah. is, is, is yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, Flint, he he did his thing. I mean, uh, it was nice to kind of see him um, be a highlight in the show. Uh, unfortunately, he was kind of. Outshined by Elena and Kate Bishop. He's I always mean, outshined. Yeah, I mean, but he, I mean, he had some pretty cool moments. Uh, but I think, again, I, I think all the the OGs are kind of getting ready to like be like sent, like to leave. There, it's their, this is yeah. kind of like their send off. Ten so, years. Yeah, Ten you know years. what I mean. Like he had his nice run. You know, he had his great moments and everything. And they they gave him some really cool highlighted mo- moments. But really, this is Kate Bishop's show, to be honest, right? So it's oh, setting yeah. up for her. Her and I think they set it up really well, and to the point where I would love to. I want to see her in more stuff. Like she's very charismatic, and like some of the fight. Like I, I sent it to you. One of the fight scenes in the chat. Like she, like she does some kind of front flip off of her bow, and then like wraps her legs around some guy and spins him. Yo, that was dope, man. Like one thing I will say about the about the show. Like it lacks depth. But it makes up for it in the fight scenes, man. The fight scenes and like the, like the action scenes in general were just really, really cool and fun to watch, right? So not the most epic of the MCU stuff, but definitely for from a TV show perspective, it was it was it was definitely up there. So yeah, I, I give it a seven point nine. I enjoyed it, um, and yeah, I liked it. 
Okay, so I'm going to break the mold. And I'm going to say that uh, I would give this show a 6 out of 10. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. It's it's just par- on par for Umar. It's by the numbers. <laughs> I Okay, so I will say that this this show definitely had some uh, definite shines. Like, I love Kate Bishop. I love Haley Steinfeld. I really enjoyed Delena. Really enjoyed uh, her and Kate Bishop scenes. I'm I'm with you on that one. Like the, the whole scene between the two of them at dinner, like uh, in um, in Kate's apartment, that felt like an acting class thing uh, for like people to emulate, or or something for like uh, people who review films or like go to school for films. They would like like analyze that scene. Like it, it felt like that kind of level. I loved seeing uh, a kingpin back, but at the same time, it, they, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio, like, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's in the MCU. I really am. It's just that, you know, I kind of was, a, he, uh, uh, like, the, why, why was he fighting Kate? <laughs> and why did he lose? It's just, mm. anyway, so that, 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 that just bothered me. Because, um, like, he would have crushed Kate. In a, anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. I also, I found that I was a big fan of Maya, or, um, oh, I can't remember her name. It's like a lot, a lot, Alana, Alana Cox, I want to say. Anyway, um, I found her to be a breakout. Uh, in fact, okay, so like Kate, uh, Kate Bishop, uh, Maya, and Yelena, the highlights of this series for me, uh, I liked Clint in it. He was cool, uh, but but like you know, aside from the one phone call that he had with his like uh, son uh, that Kate was also in and also helping with, I was like, whatever, it's Clint, who cares? Uh, but like Maya loved it. Um, Galena loved it. All the reasons you guys have brought up, same thing with me. Kate loved it. Wasn't a big fan of her mom or like the intended stepdad. Uh, and like it was nice to see the tracksuit mafia guys just like kind of being brought to life, which was fun. But like inherently, I was like meh. Also, I'm not really big into Christmas, so like this was like kind of hitting on chords that don't exist for me. Please don't call me a Grinch. Uh, and Scrooge. yeah, like I... <laughs> <laughs> don't call me a Grinch, Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Oh, call... Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like uh, by the numbers, it doesn't really hit home for me. Uh, glad that uh, uh, Kingpin's in the MCU. Wish he had a better uh, introduction. And yeah, six out of ten. Umar, by the way, I, uh, I looked it up for you. It's uh, Alakwa Cox. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> she, like I'm glad she gets her own TV series because that, like, she owned it. She's you think Kingpin's dead? Oh no no he's not dead like uh, they did the same thing in the comics like he was blinded for a while after getting shot but like that was about it yeah. um but like yeah she get she has her own series oh snap yeah yeah she she was solid she was solid for sure sure yeah. uh, all right well moving on so now that we've seen I I think these are all the TV series for Phase Four no well okay we have seen the series is for uh, uh, for phase four at present so it's um wandavision uh loki um uh hawkeye of course uh what if and falcon and winter soldier so my question to you two are 
what is the order that you would rank them in terms of like number one being your favorite, number five being your least favorite? Oh shit, there's a lot more to come. Anyway, all right, so I'll go first. I'll give you guys a couple more minutes. For me, it would be WandaVision, Loki, What If, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye. Mm. T, let's start with you. I would go Hawkeye. What? <clears throat> Sorry. 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 Falcon, then Hawkeye, then What If, then... Loki and then WandaVision. You're like almost the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Darcy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I feel like you did that on purpose, man. <laughs> okay. All right. It's hard for me because some of them were kind of like blending, but I'm gonna go Falcon, Hawkeye, Loki, What If, WandaVision. Wait, sorry. So, wait, Falcon. <laughs> what? Too fast for you, Uma. Too fast. Yeah. Come on, man. Keep up. Falcon, Falcon, Hawkeye, Loki, What If, WandaVision. Holy shit! Seriously, you guys all hating on WandaVision that much? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not hate. It's just like, um. It didn't end strong, and it had a lot of good moments. Um, but there's other moments in other shows that have kind of stuck with me more. Um, okay. Um, and recency also plays a factor. <laughs> I can't lie. Like, Hawkeye's maybe higher now than it might be in the future because it's the most current thing for me. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. That's, that's where I'm sitting. That's where I'm sitting. Oh, uh, uh, so Ron R is like of the ones I actually saw. Ha, sweetie, I love the fact that you're like, wait, hold on, you've watched them all. Yeah. So it's like Hawkeye, WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, what if? Interesting. How come y'all putting Hawkeye right front? Like, y'all, like, are you all sipping because it's Christmas? I mean, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Yelena is just pushing, pushing it up the, up the thing for me. Like, yeah, let's just be man. honest here. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, if Yelena wasn't in it, I don't know. Hawkeye yeah. might have fallen the fourth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and like I was telling Ashley, like, I, I didn't grow up. I mean, I didn't really grow up with those TV shows like uh, I Love Lucy and I Dream of Jeannie and all that stuff. Like I, I'm familiar with those shows and I've seen a couple episodes on on retro TV and, and whatnot. But it just would never. It just wasn't ever really my shit. So watching it, I could, I, I, I got the appeal, but it, it didn't really do much for me. And Fine. on top of that, like, so I understand how, why you like it because there's the novelty there, but. For me, I was just waiting for like, okay, because the novelty isn't hitting for me, I just want to see some more action. And I never got that until the very end. And so it it kind of fell flat for me too. So, okay. I was going to say this myself, but like Ron R has kind of started it. So she's, she's saying uh, Falcon I liked, but it was a little slow. I would say that Falcon, I would have had much higher. Like it probably would have, it, it was on the cusp of actually 
beating Loki for me, but the and it's not its fault. COVID hit it, and I think out of all the series we've watched, I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the most affected by COVID shutdowns. Mm. So, unfortunately, the the product we saw wasn't good enough for me. But like I, I felt that it could have been. It's just that they they had. So I I feel it's unfair for me to like rank them uh, as fourth because it probably would have been third for me, but. Um, or probably actually second at the like, but I just I really didn't like the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Yeah, I, I can That's agree right. with that. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you what are you most anticipating that's coming up next come? now? Yeah, Ms. Marvel. I need to get my brown represent, bro. Mm, uh, fair. I walked right into that. Should have. <laughs> what do you think yeah. I want to say? <laughs> All right, the next question is just for Darcy then. <laughs> I mean, for me, I just, I'm just actually, it's really whatever comes next. I just want something. <laughs> I, like, like, you know, it's like, I don't care, you know, like just show me more MCU stuff because I've been enjoying myself. Like, I literally just started on the, uh, as, um, what's uh, the, the book of Boba Fett or whatever. And I'm like, I just literally watch, I'm like, man. Disney Plus is not missing a hit right now. Like, yo, that go, that was a solid first episode. They, they don't they only give you like two weeks, and then they're like, "Here's more content." Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and and they're not like like Netflix gives you a lot of original content. You know, you know, like movies, hit or miss, often a miss. Shows more often a, often a hit, but there's a lot of them, so I'm not watching enough to, to see the misses, right? Where, where Disney, it's like everyone's a big blockbuster thing, and you know, as long as it's MCU or Star Wars as a show, they're hitting it. But the problem the with the Netflix movies. is, like, <laughs> even with the series, is, they give it to you all at once, you're done in like, yeah. in, like in no time. With, with Disney, they're like, no, 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 you got to come back. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And- Absolutely. And um, I was watching John Capia, and he was talking about uh, the top ten billion dollar club movies of of all time so far. And I think eight or nine of the the movies are all Disney properties. Yeah, like that's Disney, crazy. No Disney. <laughs> that's they crazy. know. Like they know. They're like, oh no, you we we gonna put it on our streaming service. You gonna have to get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that they're, they're, they're on it. Yeah, I'll take whatever one comes first. The one I'm least excited about is She-Hulk. Um, Moon Knight looks interesting, but I, it's like an, it's in, I'm intrigued. Miss Marvel is probably the one I'm, for whatever reason, most excited about. Um, and it's I don't know I, I know I know nothing, um, but I'm most in, excited for it. And it's just because I feel like I've seen a little bit with the character, like just the actor. I mean. Um, and I don't know. I feel like it's just going to be fun in New York. Whereas I feel like Moon Knight is going to be great, but I need to see more in She-Hulk. I'm sure I'm going to love it when I see more. Just what I've seen so far was kind of like a turnoff for me. But I was like, ah, I'll, I'll put that aside and I'll wait for to see more. So. How about you, T? What are the out of the three? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm going to say Moon Knight is my number one, just because it's giving me some Batman vibes. Then second is uh, a close second is Miss Marvel. Okay. Uh, because from what I've seen, it looks really fun, <laughs> and obviously, you know, got a got a rep for you too, man. We need that representation. I mean, 
Ref you, you in second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let me get this straight. You don't give a fuck if I die, and also look, look, my, my people can. Like, I mean, I would have, I would avenge you too. I'm just not rushing it, you know. Like, <laughs> like I might have a sandwich, like boost up my strength a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, clean out the fridge. <laughs> yeah, you know? yo, I'm, I'm gonna take areas, time. Yo, I will take to time this. to sew my own my own costume. Get all, <laughs> buy all my stuff on Amazon. Get it delivered. Then yeah, I'll go out. You know. You know, I'll, I'll pull you out the fridge, then I'll clean the fridge, and I'll buy a new fridge. Yeah. I'm not wasting gas, but I'll like, you know, I'll take an Uber to save you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Uber pool. You said that with all his like weaponry and gear. What, what, are, are you doing cosplay? It's like, it's like nah, my pop... friend's in trouble, yo. Can, 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 can you pop the truck? I, lo- I love that you said Uber pool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like just Deadpool. You gotta save time. You gotta save money, you know. <laughs> All right, moving on to our final topic. So, the Batman uh, franchise has released a final. Well, I hope a final trailer because if they keep giving us trailers until March, it's insane. But like, the third Batman, the Batman trailer came out uh, this past week. Uh our good and wonderful tactics has done a review uh, slash react sorry a reaction video to it uh darcy and i haven't given our thoughts i i'm not gonna lie i i I tried not to watch this it took me what like three days four days until like i cracked fold like paper bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like it took me a whole three days Seventy-two hours I held out, but um, Darcy, let, let's let's start with you, bro. Like, what did you think? Fuck, I can't wait! Holy <laughs> shit! This movie, this this movie looks like the movie I've been like. This movie looks like it. It took all the notes from all of the best places. Okay, first off, it like does it feel like it's in a a tangible environment and city hell yeah it takes the notes from the from the tim burton era not the like style of the city but like showing me the city giving me wide shots of events so it's not like a super close-up and i just don't get the impact of it right so one takes that two all the brutal fight scenes that like Zack Snyder brought with Ben Affleck's character yeah it looks like we're gonna get a few of those right uh that looks great and all the stylistic stuff that Zack Snyder actually does well like not all of the styles were great but like sometimes he does really good visuals he's a good image like he, he has like really good cinematography yeah. good image and all yeah. that else but yeah he took he took that in but the thing he also had the noir aspect to this it's so good because one, it fits the character, but it fits the environment. It also helps with like, you know, like in Justice League, when we had some comic book scenes, they're like, yeah, it looks exactly like a cartoon. Doesn't look good in real life, but it looks exactly on point. This uh, it, it enables you to like darken things and just get in a way where like the world feels gritty and tangible and you never feel like it's lit too perfectly so that you like, you know, it takes you out of the environment, like you stay in it. And the the everything about like the riddler and how like that feels like we're really going to get that detective piece which which is what matt reese has talked about uh, is his primary piece but 
yeah that like uncovering the 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 riddle the the mystery looks exciting like honestly this trailer now i'm not saying it will be but this trailer is giving me the vibes that it could outbe the dark knight like literally giving me all the right notes that i it it if it doesn't turn out well Oh man, it's gonna set me up for a hard fail, <laughs> like, a, like a hard, a hard day. It's gonna be like if we leave that theater, we're like, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's it's gonna be like when like sports team lose and the city burns, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like it's just it, like it's hitting all the notes that it's it looks like batman begins at times it looks like the dark knight at times it looks like a little bit of like what Zack Snyder does well it looks like a little bit what tim burton you know and it, and it looks like it's something new at the same time this movie oh looks like it could be a, a no way home contender like in every capacity on ratings and and, and numbers like whoo and I hope this comes out in March for Tag's birthday. I like I do not need that shifting. We need this. <laughs> all right, I'm 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 gonna leave it there, but I'll probably say more when y'all talking. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> all right. So for me, I really enjoyed the trailer, but I am let's let's put it this way. We, the three of us are dangling over a wide expanse. You two decided to like let go and just fall into the abyss. <laughs> I am holding on for dear life. I'm like, no, no, no. I've been through this with Man of Steel, and like everything subsequent from that. it ain't Zack Snyder, bro. Don't, no, 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 don't, no, no, don't put it there. It no, ain't Zack no, no, Snyder. Matt I'm Reeves saying, has got, I'm, a, got a good. I've record. been hurt, bro. <laughs> I, I've had my heart broken. I believed, and it was taken from me a lot. It's like I, I am a man who has been crushed. And so I am naturally being, I'm holding on. But like I'm saying after this trailer, see, before this trailer, I was, I, I you know, I, I had a good spot going. I was like, I was hanging on. I'm like, I'm comfortable. I, I can hold this out until March. And then this trailer has literally had me just dangling. Like I, I'm dead hanging with one hand at this point. This motherfucker got Mufasa, bro. Just... Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on for deal life right now. <laughs> and like, I, I was telling this to Tactics uh, last night. If the early reviews come in, like early, early reactions from like the people, I'm not talking about the studios because Tactics brought up the studios. I'm like, yo, those guys gave a standing ovation to Batman v Superman. So like, fuck those guys. Yeah. But like, if the early reviews come out and say, yo, this is the shit you guys just hold on. Like something along those lines. I, I'm gonna let go, guys, and I'm gonna go into that abyss with you. And like, if I go into that in those uh, movie theater seats, I'm I'm gonna. And what happens, well, Darcy? What you were saying about you being hurt, like you you guys are gonna be hurt. I will never recover. I will I will never love again. I will never be married. I will never. I, I, all love in my heart will be burned away, and I'll just turn into like a a completely useless human being who hates everybody. That is that is what we're we're talking about here and that is what I'm trying to avoid. So this shit I ain't trusting it. This is a liar. It's it's a pretty nice smelling woman that I'm saying no woman 
go away. Yo, yo, we need to have a conversation after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that got a little too real for the audience. <laughs> back it up. Just, just back it up. <laughs> like, you good, man? <laughs> oh, man. So, T, nah. now that you've, you've had time to process and now you've heard your bro's uh, point of view, what, what you got to say? Man, Umar, you make some really solid points because, yeah, we have been burned before. We literally went to Niagara Falls and got burned alive by that. Together. Movie. Together. Yeah, all together. Yeah. Yeah. So we all suffered together in unison. But um, Darcy. Oh, yeah, because Darcy liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, at, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I enjoy the, the, the unlimited edition or the, the whatever director's cut or whatever it's called. You know, I enjoy that one more. I definitely. Yeah. 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 Stop, stop hating yeah. on me. No, but it's definitely, me. it's definitely like not stood up to me over, over for over time. It was like the same as, as it, it had, was then. It had moments like the, like the Batman warehouse scene for me is always going to be fucking dope. I like the or his intro aside, scene. Or his intro scene too. Yeah. Yeah, dope. yeah. Like, like, I like seeing him. No, just the moment where you, you, the cop looks up and you see him in the freaking corner like a giant bat. I was like, holy, that is scary as all hell. This is a horror film out of nowhere. Bro, Umar, don't even bullshit, bro. That That's warehouse no. scene? I will give you Are the you warehouse scene. I will not give you that scene. Okay, so what What better Batman scene do we have, live action, that rivals that? I was going to say I actually enjoyed Batman Begins a lot more. What What scene? When I'm not talking in, about the movie. That, wait, like, Batman Begins fight scenes? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Batman Begins. Are you talking about like him in the corner? No, no, no. The warehouse scene, bro. The fight I said, scene. No, no. I said I give you the. I oh, give okay, you the okay, warehouse okay. scene. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm just not giving you the one him in the corner. Oh, okay. okay. No, no. I'm talking about the warehouse scene. No, no, no. The warehouse scene was dope. Okay, that's, that's like straight. Out, it's like straight out of like Ar- Arkham Asylum. I thought this motherfucker was comparing Batman Begins fight scenes to the warehouse scene. Are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> Do you want to put them side side by side? Yeah. <laughs> I actually would love to see that just to laugh a little bit. <laughs> if you but can yeah. make out what is what's going on, then you know by all means go for it. But yo, T, you were saying like you know I, I made some good points about what? Yeah, yeah, you made some good points about how we've been burned before and like oh, you know because right. the because the trailer for Batman v Superman looked amazing to me. I know you didn't like it, but I thought I was excited for it because like at that time I was like, yo, I can't believe we're actually getting. Batman and Superman in one movie. Like I never so thought. Excited. I was so excited because like they had teased it in I Am Legend briefly, but it was like oh, it was kind of like a throwaway thing. We never actually expected that to be a thing, and then all of a sudden they make the announcement that it's happening, and you're, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" So I was hyped, and then got disappointed, and then early, uh, like kind of midway through the year of this year. We um, saw the trailer for Mortal Kombat, and I know Umar, you didn't like it. Darcy and I, we were we were going crazy over it, man. We were like, "Yo, this is sick!" They finally got it right. Nope, nope, they did not. <laughs> they did not. I so... mean, they had one fatality, right? And the <laughs> intro of that, <laughs> yeah, they, like they blew the budget on a, a spectacular intro to that yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. I remember, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna have to eat my words." And then the rest of the movie happened. I'm like, "No, I don't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ate, then you better throw them back up. <laughs> yeah. So we've been burned a lot by trailers in the past. So it, this kind of has me worried. But then again, I agree with Darcy's points. Like, 
Matt Reeves hasn't missed yet, bro. I know. He has he hasn't missed yet. Like I love the the last two Planet of the Apes movies, man. So and I like what I'm seeing here and Word on the streets is he's very passionate about this Batman property yeah. and a lot of the ideas that he was preaching before they began shooting. I'm like, yo, this this guy understood the assignment. So yeah. And he, and he does a lot of wonders too in the trailer, which you all know are going to come in the movie, mm-hmm. which is like, if you're willing to like let a scene hold mm-hmm. in a trailer, because yeah. like, because like in, so which means we're going to get scenes that hold in the movie, which is going to be fantastic. But like, like the anti Michael Bay. Yeah, because it's like, it's like, <laughs> and Michael Bay actually does a phenomenal job what he does. When, when I, whatever movie, I can't remember. Oh yeah. Bad Boys 3. Like, and this is like, nope. No, Michael Bay style is not easy to replicate. <laughs> like, yeah. like that was proven. I was like, yeah, you did not get. There's so many scenes. I was like, you're doing it wrong. You go like this. You slide like that. You don't, yeah. you don't do it like that. <laughs> but like, uh, like you know, you, take BVS or take any other big movie we've burned on, like Mortal Kombat or anything like that. Like when it's all like quick and punchy, you know, like everything was best in Mortal Kombat. Unfortunately, was mostly in the trailer. Um, but and they were all uh, they were all the long scenes, like the the whole. Uh, my camera just like disappeared out of nowhere. <laughs> um, let me just stop my camera. Bring my camera back. Nope, it's not gonna work. Okay, my camera's. Oh, hold up. I know what it is. It's all good. We still got the audio version. Yeah, no, we, still, we still in this bitch. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. You can bring my. You can bring me back. But um, um, the. Uh, yeah, like whenever they do those like f- super fast cuts, and it's gone. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> my 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 battery, my camera is not charging for some reason. I'll have to look into that afterwards. But uh, yeah, whenever they do those super fast cuts, then that's like usually when it's a sign that like you know what you're seeing isn't a representation of what's going to be in it. But the fact that he's holding shots and showing them, it's a good good chance that like you know he's comfortable with a lot of stuff. Um, that's in that's in this movie and it makes me happy yeah all right well like please don't delay it we all want to watch it for tactics birthday and like i will say please be good i'm not wanting it to fail guys i just guys i've I've been hurt and i'm not going to let myself get hurt again but if those early reactions come in and they're all positive i'm not going to sleep the night before that we see this movie because I'm going to be so anxious to watch it. Like, I may actually call and stick to work because I, I, I'm going to get working that day because like, I'm going to want to watch it. So like, yeah. Let's just say that I'm holding the crazy back. Like I'm that, I'm, I'm like, this is a Tinder date and like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crazy on the first date. So we need, we need, we need to dial it back. Anyway, so um, on that odd and weird note, I'm going to pass it back to UT. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, uh, it might hold out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, this has been another edition of the Geeky Bros podcast, and uh, of course, before we sign off, we want to wish everyone a safe and happy new year. I don't know if anyone's going to actually be going out and doing anything, but if you are willing to risk it, then just be safe, uh, stay well, and we wish you a nice and prosperous uh, new year going into 2022. Uh, thank you for riding with us all this time and uh, liking and subscribing and supporting the show. We've got more stuff, more great stuff for you guys uh, in the new year. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Continue to support 
uh, share it with your friends. If you have any questions, you can uh, send it in the comments or wherever. We don't actually uh, use our email all that much. You can't send it there. But, uh, you know, just hit us up in the comments, man. And eventually we'll start an Instagram. We're on TikTok, but we don't use that either. So I don't even know why I bothered saying that. Ignore <laughs> that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm your boy Tactics. Yeah, I'm just Darcy here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Big Geek Kumar. Uh, live long and prosper, y'all. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the next year. Please like and subscribe, and we love you. <laughs> that looked like a puss. <laughs> <laughs>